Hey everyone, this is the Jade Marissa podcast and this is episode 10. I'm talking to you from Thailand about the good, bad and ugly in combat sports and pop culture. On this episode, I have a special guest. It is Pascal Jean-Michel, aka Paco. He is a coach at Look to Far and also prepares Joe Natterwood when he comes to Thailand to train for his fights at one championship. So welcome, Paco. Thank you, thank you. Happy to be on the show. So, uh, so Paco, um, where are you from originally? Uh, so I'm born in France. I was born in France, uh, near Paris area. But I moved to Marseille. So pretty much I'm born in Marseille. Because I was like one week old when I moved to Marseille. Oh, okay. And where is Marseille in France? Marseille is south of France. Oh, south of France. Yeah, by nice. the beach. It's like the Phuket of France. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I've been there. Uh, for like 16 years then I moved to the state so then I stayed to the state up to 8 years ago when I came to Thailand oh wow okay and um, <clears throat> you have a quite a big background in martial arts can you tell us about that and um, when did you start martial arts and what was your first martial art and why did you get into martial arts okay so my first interaction with martial art was judo and it was a punishment. Why? Because I was a f- football or soccer, football player, right? Yeah. In France. And uh, I did something bad, I guess, in school. And my mom, to punish me, she said, you will not do football, you will do judo. And for me, it was, no, no, I don't want to. Because I don't want to wear pyjama and, you know. <laughs> I, I was like making fun of my friend who was doing judo. So for me, it's a punishment. So I started judo for a year. Then she was like, Okay, you can go back to football. What? Yeah, by that time too, I was like a big, big fan of, you know, Bruce Lee. <laughs> so I was like, mm, I like this, I want to do. And then I signed up for Kung Fu. Wow. So, yeah, so like I was doing football and the Kung Fu on the, on the side. And then I developed a big interest in uh, Kung Fu, right? Uh, to have a black belt in Kung Fu. So, yeah, this was my first, first martial art. Then I did the Senda or Senchao, you see how they call mm-hmm. it. It's like the combat sport. Is this all in the same school that you were learning judo, kung fu? Different school, different, different school, school. Different school, different school. It was different school, but it was still near. But uh, so yes, yeah, so I was doing Senchao, like the combat sport. You know, it's like uh, have some Muay Thai, have some kickboxing, yeah, have some, like some kickboxing. judo. It's like a mix of everything. Mm-hmm. So I did this. And then when I moved to the States, I continued doing uh, Kung Fu, but a different style. Okay. Because it was a different style than my previous style. There was like so many styles of Kung Fu. And uh, I continued with Sen Chao. And at one point, I did a smoker Sen Chao versus Muay Thai. You know, the <laughs> <laughs> so small. What happened? Nothing. <laughs> no, the smoker is like, you know, there's inter, uh, inter-club. Uh, Wait, and, and at the time you fought Sancha against, yeah, you were the Sancha fighter. Yeah, I was Sancha fighter, and I fought a uh, Muay Thai uh, fighter, and I got destroyed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, like. But it's not, isn't it mixed with kickboxing? It is, but I mean, we don't use the shin that much. Oh. It's more like the instep, I would say, like the. And it's more like um, just the, the, the kick would just like hit up and touch yes. rather than like go through as a Muay Thai kick would. Yeah. Mm. So that means like 
leg kick. I also did clinching. I have no clinching. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So then it was my first time that I met my How, first. When was that, though? Sorry. 2003, 2002. Oh, okay. So Interesting three. that they would do like that type of matchup. So the, the whole show had different types of martial arts fighting with each other? It was like smoke. Uh, yeah, it was like, no, smoke is like Senshaw, Senshaw, but they do try to promote Senshaw versus Muay Thai. Like at that time, there was a lot of uh, videos on YouTube, like uh, uh, like a discipline versus another discipline. Yeah, I think it's because like before fight sports got so popular, um, they would it'd be hard to match people up depending on the weight or experience so they kind of match up them the way same weight same experience but a different type of martial art yeah. and see what would happen yeah. and so yeah so i have a headache like yeah it was a lefty as well southpaw. oh gosh so i have a big headache wait that was your first fight no it was my fifth okay. or sixth fight and at first i was still amateur but i thought i was the the man but no i wasn't <laughs> But yeah, but anyway, so yeah, so I got clocked and then uh, I saw the style was very different and then I was like really interested about it. Mm -hmm. So it's where I met my first trainer, Boonkert Fairtex. Okay. Like uh, that old generation. Yeah. So he was my trainer for a while and then under him I had my first few fights up to I moved to New York. Oh, so where were you first? San Francisco. So with the old... That's funny because um, Matt Lucas, who we just had, he was also at San, in San Francisco for a while doing Muay Thai. Yeah. I Did saw you cross paths? A lot. Oh. But he didn't care about me at that time. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Like, I, like uh, I see him many times in smokers or in shows, and the community was very small there. And every time I saw him, so he shake my hands, he, he know the same people that I know. Yeah. Like the same, we all know the same because we all came together. But... It's not when I see I saw him like two, three years ago in the MBK fight. I say, Yeah, you remember? And then I told him like many things about Bunker. I say, Oh yeah. And then I told him about the fight he got. So I knew about about him. I was like, ah, I say, yeah. So now it's me, you know. Eh? Like, I was... Yeah, man, I saw you lose that fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, there was some I'm just kidding. It's mad if you're listening. <laughs> but, uh, I, I like I liked his. He was a good fighter. He was a good fighter. He was not like the okay the top superstar, but he was a fighter, hard of a fighter. Yeah. Cool. What we don't have anymore, like some fighters just want to fight, but they don't have the heart of a fighter. And um, back then, how so you said the community was much smaller, so most people they knew each other, and I'm sure now it's very different. Yeah. But I mean, like for the old generation, like yeah, we like we all know each other. So that means we all when we see each other, we still keep like that that family kind of vibe. The more like traditional, yeah, style, more traditional more style, more style, style, style. Martial arts, yeah. yeah. But yeah, now is too much about Ego. it's different egos. Also, we have the social network, so everybody after two fights, they do a highlights. <laughs> it's true. Like it's do, my high they highlight do reel. <laughs> I'm just training. And, if, uh, even if they lost, they do a highlight of the two punch they, they put into the guy. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's too. Can I mean, you like my fan page. I had two fights. Yeah. So yeah, now it's like. But it's good, though, because we have to evolve. So I mean, it's good to have those social network and those media to promote yourself. But I think the new generation of fighter use it too much. And maybe not as humble as the older generation. Yes, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I agree. It's good and bad, definitely. It can become toxic, you know, like when they get obsessed with how many followers that they want or, you know, compare themselves to other fighters possibly. Yeah. But yeah, it's good as well because you get noticed by sponsors or by gyms or even other fighters may call them out because of their social media. So that could be good too. That's true, that's true. I remember when I was fighting, and uh, I used to get girls messaging me, telling me they wanted to fight me. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's so strange now. Just because they want to... Master Woody's daughter, I think. Uh, you know, like, and then I'm like, it's, you know, you've had so many fights. I've only just started fighting. Like, you know it's not fair. But they want to kind of claim that they've not out or hurt Master Woody's daughter. So, yeah. But actually, I think <laughs> at some point, like, when I heard about you, like, it was like, the angel, the angel. And I was like, who's that girl? <laughs> Who's that bitch? Yeah. <laughs> no. But I was like, who's that angel? Angel. And then it was like, always oh, making you pretty. Yeah, we have the Muay Thai angel promotion. Oh, yeah. And then it was like, making the girls pretty. I was like, is that serious or whatever? And then I make my own research to say, okay, you have some fight. You really. I was like, oh, that angel, Muay Thai angel. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, you can't really judge your book by the cover, you know? Like, just because maybe someone's got a sweet face, it can still be a killer in the ring. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Or just crazy. <laughs> maybe yeah. I'm not, too. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, you went to New York City after that. Yes, then I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. Then I joined uh, Five Points Academy. And actually, the trainer there was Steve Mills and Simon Burgess. One is uh, British and uh, the other one is American. Mm-hmm. And actually, Steve Mills is the one who developed my skills. Like Back then, I was still okay. I still have a talent. And, uh, but of course, like, I was athleticism. athleticism. Yeah. <laughs> but he used that and developed me into uh, becoming a good fighter. Yeah, because I'm sure, like, from doing other martial arts, maybe you stuck with that style for a while, so it had to take some time to adapt into the Muay Thai style. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's normal. But, but yeah, he was a great, great trainer, so I'm really uh, happy to meet him. That's good. And then, yeah, so then I fought there, and uh, eight years ago, I was like, I'm going to move to Thailand, fight in Thailand. No, wait, wait, wait. So, first ah. of all, let's talk about, let's go, stay on to New York. You were in the USA national team, no? At one point? Yes, I did the one representation for the US team in Germany. Oh, just one fight? Uh, no, it was like an event. It was like WKA uh, World Championship. Oh, so it was in kickboxing? So it was now you have kickboxing, have K1, have Muay Thai, have uh, Jiu Jitsu, and have a lot of uh, different martial arts. But I went for the, for the Muay Thai. So the team have some kickboxers, some jujitsu, some grapplers, but I was uh, a Muay Thai fighter for the team. And for each weight class, they would section one, one athlete. So that mean before in the US, they do a national competition, mm-hmm. and like they take all the best of each category. Yeah. But that one, I didn't do it. But because for, <laughs> for my weight class, the guy, uh, I think he bailed oh. or something. So, because of my level of my skills, I was a replacement. So, I just went as a replacement. And then, uh, I was Lucky. There. So, what was the result? Uh, so, then I went yeah, there and I uh, have gold. Oh, nice. Gold, yeah. Gold medal. And then, uh, yeah, it was good. USA. 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 
Yeah, that was weird because <laughs> it was USA. And then when I go to, it was a French team. And then I was like, come on, come on, oh, France. Pas... And they said, you speak French? I said, yeah, I'm French. So why do you have the jersey, everything? I said, Traitor. I'm American as well. <laughs> I like, you know what I mean? You know, I'm American, right? <laughs> and, and I was not speaking like, okay, boo-boo. And I was like, yeah, I'm American, so you're all right. Yeah, sorry, I'm from New York. <laughs> so that's why. So yeah. But that was, not, that was a good experience. That was a good experience. Yeah, I'm sure. It's always a good experience to kind of go with a team and represent a place or your, your gym or whatever, you know. It's always such a cool feeling. And to get a gold. So yeah, you got the gold um, in, sorry, what country was it again? It was against Iran. Oh, okay. Yeah, against Iran. So yeah. It was, uh, nice. Okay. So um, how, how long were you training in the States before you went to fight WKA? Uh, I've been training. What time you mean? Or in the states? Just in the states in general. But from two thousand three to two thousand eleven, twelve, eleven. Okay, seven years. Eight, eight years. Eight years. Yeah, eight years. Oh, eight years so it's quite state. a long time. So yeah, you definitely got a good base in Muay Thai from yeah. from eight years. Obviously, that's really cool. And then after that, you decided to move over to Thailand. Yeah. Then I moved to Thailand. Because of Muay Thai? Yes, at first. So I moved to Thailand. I have. Where uh, in Thailand? In Samut uh, Plakan. I was in uh, bunkered sister houses. So Bunker Fetex in uh, San Francisco hooked me up to stay with a sister in Samut Plakan mm-hmm. and to help me to. Because I didn't know nobody here, right? So I stayed there. Then from uh, there, I, I went to j- train at a small, small gym. Like, I don't even know the name. <laughs> I don't even know the name. Like, they were training, like, only when they wanted to. Like, they say, okay, train at 7 and 9, and uh, 3 in the afternoon. So I was training. Nobody here. <laughs> then the day after, they come and believe once. Then they were holding pads. They were smoking at the same time. I was like... One hand, the pad of one hand, have a cigarette. I was like, this is uh, not the Thailand that I know. (laughs) I see many documentary, all my trainers. This is how they train. (laughs) And then I called Bunkert, and then he was like, okay, okay, okay. Then he moved me to, he called Sitsop Pinong, so I went to Sitsop Pinong. Because he was, uh, Monlit was one of the trainers of Fairtex before. So he kind of hooked me up to go to Why wouldn't you go to Fairtex? I don't know. <laughs> because Moonlit was Sisa Pinong already. Oh, he was. Yeah. Okay. Moonlit was Sisa Pinong already. So that's why I went there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so I trained Sisa Pinong for a while. For like two, two months, three months. Oh, okay. Not long. Not long. Then I moved to Pattaya to do a trial one month to Cho Nati Tong gym for one month in Pattaya. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that gym was like some Russian guys, okay? And I was getting ready for a fight, actually a very, very good fight, because my trainer told me, like, uh, from New York, told me I have a tournament in Canada, a $10,000 tournament. Damn. It was like eight men. It was like the journey series with, uh, do you know uh, Trevor Smith? Trevor Smandish. I think I've heard of that name. He was in a contender with uh, Yotsan ah. Klai. 
So he had a promotion journey series, and I was one of the contenders for the tournament. So I was finished my training camp. I went to Pattaya for the last three weeks. And so the Russian guy, who knew nothing about clinching, so I was like uh, doing technique, sweeping, and the guy holding to me. When I sweep him, he landed to my leg, and my knee pop out. Oh, no. So, yeah. So then, yeah. So then I have to... I went to the hospital to try to see if it was uh, something uh, minor or major. Yeah. And they told me it was... Uh, no, they didn't tell me nothing. They say you have to do MRI. I said, okay, how much? 200,000 baht. Huh? I was like, excuse me? Why? That's really expensive. Yeah, it was the Bangkok Hospital, Pattaya. Yeah, but I, I just had two MRIs and it cost around ten to 12,000 baht. Oh, but they told me 200,000 and I was sure because it showed me the bill. And I was like, there's no way I will pay you that now. There is no way. So, first thing I did is, the country I'm born, we have uh, uh. good health care. <laughs> so, I went back to France. I did the MRI, but it took a long time though because they're very slow in France. I mean, it's government, right? Gover yeah. Government funding. So I it went takes for a while. Government funding, but... I claimed that I was uh, coming back, like, no job, blah, blah, blah. So they give you, like, uh, a status. So that allowed you to have any kind of treatment for free. So that means, after that, I went to the doctor of the football team of Marseille. The professional football team. Those are doctors. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> it's free. Why not? <laughs> but they didn't like it, though. Yeah, doctors sure. didn't like it. Because they were like, hmm, you should get paid. But no, the government will pay you, but the minimum uh, wage, they will not pay you like your, uh, your rate. No wonder there's so many riots and strikes in France <laughs> all the time. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so I went there and uh, so yeah, I got the surgery. Then uh, I did How the, long were you out for? I have to stay there for three months. Wow, it's a long time. Just for the, to do the rehab. Because it's paid as well. Yeah, true. So take advantage of it. We have. And then when I felt I was strong enough, I came back here. But I lost the, the motivation at that time. Because I was like, all those years of training, all those years of martial art. And then just like this, pop. So then I was like, I tried to train, but it was not the same. I feel... I didn't try. You went back to the same gym? No. Where, where, where did I go? Phuket? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I know you better than you know yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was to Sing Patong. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, then I went to Sing Patong. It great was gym. Great gym. Mm -hmm. And that time was the good fighter, like Damien Alamos, ah. Charlie Peters from England, was Penek. That's why when I saw him at one, I was like, hey. Ah. Penek, Pentai. Oh, yeah, that was the team. Back then, so yeah, I, I was, remember, yeah. So I was there. I trained, but then I was like in a training and partying mood. <laughs> so it was not the same. Phuket had him. So yeah, Phuket got him. So now Phuket is my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> That's why when we go there, you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna call my friend. I got my friend over here. I got my friend." I'm like, "I'm like, damn, Paco, I got a lot of friends here. He knows where to go." <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So now yeah. So I went to Phuket. I stayed there, but then I was like, 
I can't stay to Thailand for forever without working, without fighting, without no, nothing. Right. So I went back to Bangkok. Mm-hmm. And then I have a friend who said, Maybe, why don't you teach? I said, I never taught. Teach Muay Thai, Teach mean? English. From the Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I said, teaching? I never taught anything. He said, don't worry. The, st- line, line. the student here, you don't know anything. You just say, hello, how are you? For one week, then you teach them I'm vocabulary. Fine, thank you, and, and you? you? Okay, <laughs> thank you, teacher. Sit down. Yeah. You just play oh. game. And so I found an agency. I found my first school. And I was still uh, not comfortable, but I was good at doing game or playing with them. So I was very successful. Mm. So I was like, ah. And then with other teachers, they can give me some tips and what to do. And then I was teaching for like three years, four years. Did you get um, a teaching certification? Yeah, I have a TEFL. Okay. I have a TEFL. But then that first year uh, is where I met my wife in the same school. She was a teacher. <laughs> she was a social study teacher. This is how the love story begins. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, it was like, oh, how are you? What's up? So that. Et voilà. French magic. <laughs> so yeah, so, so I met my wife there. Then, uh, then we, so I stayed for the year at the school. Then my agency contract stopped. So I should uh, find a new school or whatever. But with my father. At that point, it was just a girlfriend, kind of. Because mm-hmm. we cannot say girlfriend, boyfriend. You just... Uh, Why? Because they want to keep this, st- like, I don't know. Oh, because you're the go- working together. The government, yeah, they want to keep the oh, status. Yeah, of course, yeah. We're just friends. We're just good friends. But a good friend, you, you go yeah, coffee shop every day. But yeah, good friends. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so I, yeah. So, we were friends. And then we went to a holiday in uh, Sri Lanka and Maldives. Wow. As a friend. <laughs> that's exotic that's really nice I've always wanted to go both of those places yeah actually we wanted to go to France oh no 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 we wanted to go to France but they refused the the visa for I don't know what reason because she was a government officer and she have background like she a lot so I was like a like a, a great working background she had a great working background her father is a chief of police the mom is a government officer so I was like, excuse me, why? And then uh, the funds and the guarantee from France was my uh, brother-in-law mm. who has a winery in France. Oh, wow. So that means it's everything stable. It's not the... Oh, so why? No idea. And then the year after, oh, okay, go to France. So it makes no sense. Yeah, I think they're like that sometimes. It really depends on the time and the place. Just yeah. the person, whatever. So yeah, so that day we were so when we received the the refuse on the passport, we were so sad to press. I say, let's go, let's go to Maldives. Okay, <laughs> that's it. It was in Siloam because the the visa service is in Saturn. Okay. So we went to in Siloam in the first agency. Uh, how much to go Maldives and Sri Lanka? Uh, 20, uh, 10, okay, let's go. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's closer to Thailand yeah. than France. But I would expect to be like 50,000. You say Maldives, but the life is expensive there. 
but the ticket is cheap. Uh, <laughs> the ticket is very, very cheap. Believe me, it's very cheap. If like 20,000 uh, go to Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka, Maldives, Maldives come back. Wow. For two people, it was 20,000. But when you're there, it's not 20,000. Huh? <laughs> <It's laughs> Maldives, but I'm sure with Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka is okay. Sri Lanka was a great, great experience. Great nice. experience. But uh, yeah, Maldives is good too, but yeah, you must have the money. But there's not much to do there apart from like a beautiful place. Yeah. If you're a diver yeah. or a snorkeler, are you like just to look at the at the water? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Water is blue. <laughs> it's the quads. Yeah, that's it. That's all you have to do. Okay. So you got your wife. You came from Phuket, became so, yeah. an English teacher, um, got married. So I get married. Uh, then we get kids. And then... I was kind of tired of teaching. Oh, so you stopped Muay Thai for a long time? Yeah, I stopped for seven years. Wow. Like since, yeah, since that uh, accident, I went to Phuket, trained a little bit, and then I came back for my job, then I stopped. I, st- oh, wow. I cannot stop uh, Muay Thai. Ah. I stopped every exercises. So that means for in uh, the first five years, I gained 40 kilo. <gasps> 40? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I see it's, it's still here. <laughs> so yeah. Damn. I used what? to yeah. I used to fight yeah seventy two kilo, seventy wow. seventy two kilo. That's a big difference. And now uh, I will not tell you. Just, <laughs> just do the math. <laughs> <laughs> just do the math. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah, what happened after? So yes, I was teaching, and then I was tired out of it, and then I decided to create my own company. A company is doing a uh, English camp, French camps, like language educational camps, yeah. study tour. So it's been like yeah, two three years. I open. And uh, last year, no, about a year and two, three months, I was like, let's start uh, workouts just a little bit, like do some Muay Thai. So I was looking at mini gym around my office, but Lectofa was the first one. Oh. Yeah. Nice. When, when I put Muay Thai gym near, it was like Lectofa. But I knew near my gym, Sitsu Pinong was closer, but your name popped up first. Wait, where is your office? Odamsuk? No, Sisan Pinong is not close. No? no because you, it's you have to go put, to the back, like the back of the park. But it's Odamsuk by, by the end, like uh, almost at Sinakarin. Yeah, but once you get to Sinakarin, you still have to like go either left or right around oh, the, the park. Oh, so maybe. it still makes it further. Oh, okay. But yeah, so anyway, you was the first one. And then I make some research. I see, oh, the MBK, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay. And then at that time, I have friends who went to come to Thailand to train. And then I sent you a message. Hey, Jade, I have friends who want to fight. <laughs> oh, I remember now. <laughs> and you were like, uh, okay, but it's illegal in Thailand to fight. I was like... Really? I said that? Yeah, I said, for underage, it's illegal to fight. I was like, oh, for underage? Yeah, I was like, okay. Oh, the one who has a child that wanted to come fight. Yeah. Yeah. Then I was like, okay. And then I was like... Okay, and how about I'm trying to to join? I'm an expert, blah, blah, blah. I say, okay, this is the price. And no, no, no. So I was like, okay, I'm going to see. So then I go to the gym. I go to the gym. And then I start training. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. And then uh, I think I see you with like a brief, uh, hey, hello. I say, do I know you? No, yeah. You say, uh, what's your name? I say, Paco. I think I heard that. Or, uh, I say, yeah, I sent you an email. I was like, <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. 
And then okay, okay. So a lot of people, I have a lot of people message me, and then I just answer the the message very quickly, and I never really go into the profile of the person who's messaging me. So I never really look at the person. I just like I answer the the question, and that's it. Um, and that's when people message me personally because the the looks of a website, email, and Facebook page, um, someone else answers the messages because I always answer too directly. Mm-hmm. I'm not as nice. I'm not very good at it, but of online customer service, I'm not the best. Yeah, it's really cold. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like a fridge. But now Paco realized. No, no, no! I didn't realize nothing. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize anything. <laughs> no. So, so yeah. So then, so what happened? So yeah. So then I was training for like three months. Yeah, for three months I was on and off though. Yeah, yeah. on and off because I have to work and come back. I was training for three months, and then one day it was like raining, 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 like today, but more than today. It was flooding at the gym. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you had like maybe fifteen, twenty uh, French Belgium group oh. who is called a customer, and Joe was here for to get ready for a fight. Hey, you just fast forwarded like way too much. No, because then yeah, then you were like helping to hold pads for Joe. But it's what I'm talking about. But that was the first time you were holding yeah. pads. Yeah. Wow. So it was it was last year around July. It's July last year. So it was July last year exactly. It was like the group of uh, Belgium. Yeah. And then Joe was on the ring, and then it was raining, and then I came with the car, and then I looked at whoa, everybody was on the ring, and then you look at me say. Do, do you know how to hold pad? And I say, uh, yeah, that's what I used to do. Can I, in the States, I was a trainer, I was a fighter, but I was training customer as well. I say, okay, that would be okay if you can hold for Joe. I find, you say for Joe. You say for, for that, uh, that fighter. And I didn't see who was that. So I say, yeah, I can do, I can help you now. Then we go to the small room. Put like uh, it was flooding, so it would ma- it like was three really, like, three mats on top of each other, like it was like three layers of mats. <laughs> <laughs> there was fish coming into the gym somehow. I don't even know how that happened, but there was fish coming in there. <laughs> yeah, so it was three. Yeah, so like okay, so I was like every within each round we have to dry, dry, dry. So like okay, so they start pop, 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 pop. So it was the first time I was still holding for a long time, like so not for eight years, nine years, not eight years. So the first kick, I was like, boom. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Joe, another word, though. I mean, was, he's got powerful kicks. You oh, see that? That hurts. <laughs> but I pretend I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's cool, it's cool. And then I still didn't have my rhythm back. So I was like, mm, mm. I was like, wait, okay. Okay, punch, punch, boom. Then he was like, okay, now focus, Smith. And then I was more uh, in my comfort zone. So I was, ta, 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 ta. So I think like we had a good uh, interaction between me and him, like when I was holding and he was, was hitting. So he was uh, understanding my combos and uh, what it was for, like the distance and everything. So it was good. And then after that, I thought he was finished. I was like, okay. Then he said, okay, can you put the gloves and spa? <laughs> I was like... Excuse me? <laughs> uh, Excuse me? Spa, what? Paco, who's been out of the scene for like, what, seven, eight years. You had an injury. You gained 40 kilo. And then you just came back to training on and off. And then now yeah. you got a whole pad, whole focus miss, and spa with Joe Nutterworth. Yeah, he was like sparring. Bam. I was like, what? Spa? I said, no, no, no. You just hit and I block. 
Ah, I can do. <laughs> I say, yeah, I can do. <laughs> then he went, well, I see, I think one round. So I go, ma, 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 ma. So it was, I was still pretty quick and have decent hands. But my cardio was like, <laughs> and then he say, okay, one more round. Okay, one more round. And then I was like, oh my God, <laughs> look at the timer. Okay, it's almost done. It's almost done. And then it was good. But it was a great experience. Then I was dying, but I still keep my composure. And then it was like, oh, good. Okay, uh, tomorrow you can come back. But I was, I could dance because I have to go work the day oh. after. So I was like, oh, no. I said, next, next week? Say no, next week I have to fly to, where did he go? Philippines, was it? No, no Malaysia, no, Malaysia. Yeah, it was one after. was Malaysia. So that means you have to go to Malaysia because he came only for a short time that time. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, oh, next time. And then I think Joe talked to you. Uh, he said he liked the way I did it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he enjoyed that. doing parts with you. And then that's how I said, and then I contacted you and said, hey, Jed, you know, if you want, uh, I can help you when you have coach, blah, blah, blah. You said, okay, yeah, you can if you want to help me. And that's how I started to, to coach, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I started. Uh, I remember you were like, like it really kind of put life back into you again because you've stopped for so long and then because you lost your passion being a fighter, but then you found, found the light again being a trainer. Yeah, actually, yeah. Because I was like, yeah, because I sent you a message and I was like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy I met you because this make me come back into Muay Thai because that was my, from years, I say it was my baby, like Muay Thai. And then I'm enjoying it. I was like, yo, thank you, thank you. So yeah, that, that makes me, my love of Muay Thai come back again. I mean, it, it's crazy because you, you were doing martial arts all your life and then you stopped for that seven years just being an English teacher. It's a huge change. So yeah, I can imagine when you get back into it, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I stopped. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I remember when you were um, with Joe hitting past, and I was in, I was sat there watching in between the rounds. I'd have towels and I would, yeah, I would go around like, the room. You were like... Okay, okay. And let's then you try and dry the floor. Okay, you're not going to sleep? Okay, all right, let's go. Stop raining, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's very memorable. That's awesome. So since then, yeah, every time, uh, yeah, since then, every time Joe comes back to Thailand before his fights and one championship and um, Paco's there to hold pads for him and to prepare him for his fights. And also, you've uh, started training other fighters now. Yeah, but actually it's because of Joe. Because after that, not that time, the second time he came, then uh, Claire, a girl from Hong Kong, ah. was like, oh, can you uh, start to train me? I was like, okay. But I was like, if I train you, it's my way. It's not your way. But, I mean, it has to be my way. And then she said, okay, okay, okay. And then it started. And then her first fight, she didn't do well because she didn't listen. <laughs> but as a second fight... The MBK. The, no, uh, the first fight with me was at the Asiatic. And then she did the MBK. Yeah. She did a great fight at MBK. She destroyed the girl. But she lost. But she, she did a great fight. But she, her boxing was on yeah, point. Yeah, but her boxing was on point. And then at that fight, Little Tiger was there with us. And Little Tiger said, oh, I want Paco to do my hand as well, to do the boxing. And then, uh, so yeah, the gym, she met with, she met with me, she said, Paco, can we do uh, boxing? And then she was doing uh, Muay Thai with Big Girl, Cook Girl. And then I said, okay. 
And then what happened? And then Claire have one more fight in Asiatic, and then she won. She destroyed the girl. And then uh, Tiger was like interested to make a like kind of a team of fighting, like mm-hmm. like a the team Tayo right now, the collective. And so she was like, okay, you gonna be like the full trainer for me to take care. And then she talked to Yaya. She said, come train with Paco. And then it was like another Japanese guy who signed with one uh, MMA guy. He's like, hey, come, come do with Paco. So I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So that's how it happens. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, but the thing is, yeah, so that, that was good. And, uh, well, of course, I'm not the best. Yeah, much better trainer. But still, I think I have a technique that they like and a system of training that they it's because like. you're disciplined as well, and it, that's kind of hard to find in Thailand, I think, to find a really disciplined trainer. Yeah, because that's the thing. I think they know that when I train, like I say, it's two hours, I don't like joking in between. Yeah. I don't like like stopping to joke. No, no, no. Two hours you train, and when after, I'm the one who make the jokes. I'm the one who dance, who get crazy. But the two hours, well, you have to, you have to train. I completely agree with that. Yeah. That's why I was trained anyway, so... There so how that. how many fights have you um, trained Tiger for now? So for now, that's the she fought with me for female fight league, uh, one in Phuket, another one in Phuket, and uh, in two weeks, in three weeks, we go to China to fight K one uh, fight, K one style fight. Oh, it's K one! Yeah. Oh, that's cool. You you got the hookup for that? Uh, yeah, we have uh, one of the. Of my friend of uh, Facebook is connected with a promoter in China, and then it's just a guy in between because I don't speak Chinese. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's good. That's good. So yeah. And you want to get a Tiger onto one championship? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so can you just tell us a little bit of that story? Okay. So the first, so Tiger fights in December, right, in uh, Phuket. One championship in the committee, in the organization, was like agreeing for her to fight in 2019, like the January, February, whatever. But she had to win her last fight. We lost that fight. It was a good fight, but she didn't win. No, it was one of the female fight league. That no, was no, a... no, the Phuket one oh, first. Phuket one first. Then they say, okay, next you have to fight again uh, quick. So that was January, so it was a month after. He said, now you have to win. And that fight, I really trained her super, super hard. And she did a great fight. Like that, Her opponent was very good too, though. So it was a really entertaining fight. But after that, they say, okay, now we're going to give you a contract. But uh, not now. We need to find the opponent first. Then when it's uh, confirmed, okay, we give you the contract. So it was like, if they say they give you a contract where well, you don't sign and then they find opponents after, right? So, so this was January, February, right? So then we wait. So then have fights, have a stamp fighting. Our category have stamp, uh, Killer B, Janet Todd. It's only the atom weight for the one championship. So we were like... She was even gaining weight to yeah, be in that category. She was kind of gaining weight because like, they were like, oh, she's small, but she was not to gaining weight. And then he said, okay, in April, I think you're going to fight in, the, in April. 
So we were like excited. Oh yeah, where in Manila, Philippines? Yeah, we're gonna travel. <laughs> so yeah, so we were like this. So then he said, "Oh no, we try to make you in May, in May." So they postponed for May. So he said, "Okay, maybe Kilobi or Janetod." And then we were like, yeah, it's good. It's good matchup. But in our head, it was like, we want stamp. Because we know she's good, but we want stamp. But yeah, we were like, okay, it's good. So then uh, she can develop and see how she feels. And then stamp is the cherry on the cake. And then in May, they were like, uh, stamp, uh, no, what's her name? Janet and uh, Killer B are injured. They were like, Janet and Kilobi are injured. And then I was like, but Janet is fighting against uh, a Taiwanese girl. So how she can be injured? She's not injured. Right? Oh, so they just kept feeding you yeah, like stories. Like kind of stories. Yeah. So I was like, why stories? And then I said, Tiger, okay, contact your Japanese contact because he's inside one and say, what happened? And apparently, one, one uh, or some in the groups of the matchmakers say they don't like Tiger style. How can they not like her style? She's a great fighter. I, she's a great fighter. It's very so active. So entertaining and forward yeah. fighter. They don't like her style and she was too small. Mm. The too small, I would understand maybe like seven years months ago, but now she's walking at 50 kilo already and she used to fight 45. Now she's fighting 49 already. Wow. right? And the rate, the, the weight class of atom weight in one is 47.7 until 52. So now she's right in the middle, right, of that weight class. So that means she's, and she gained a lot. And she's moving yeah, I at the see same her speed. Bigger. So I was like, very like upset and irritated when I hear that. Because then I see Janet's fighting against a Taiwanese that for me, it's for me, yeah? I don't know, you can watch the fight. That girl, have no business to be against Janet. She had only four fights, only four professional fights. How can they even go on one how, championship? For how could she, how could she be against Janet? And uh, I mean, I don't discredit Janet because Janet is a great fighter. Yeah, she's a but really really great she's fighter. She's fighting a fair fight. But that girl have no business. I mean, I feel like they're kind of feeding fighters because they know they want to br bring up certain fighters, so they're gonna feed them maybe easier opponents. I guess so, or feeding fighters, or promoting people uh, that are more marketable, I guess. But uh, yeah. you, have you watched that fight? No, I didn't watch it. I just heard about it. Uh, just uh, watch if is you it, have is time. Is it worth watching? It, it, it would last, <laughs> it, it would last one, uh, one round and a half, so it's okay. You have time. You just, <laughs> it's like one round and one minute, so yeah, four minutes. Damn. So maybe um, we should try and get her another promotions like Glory. Actually, no, bah, Glory, don't think so. But one for me is a good fit for Tiger. I think so too, and I don't why, really understand why, why they're not like, taking for her. For me, one is a great fit. That's why we're still trying. And like uh, in two weeks before the fight in China, we're going to do the, the last week preparation camp at Evolve. Mm. We have uh, marketing managers and some trainers that I saw at the last Joe fight. They say they're gonna look at Tiger and see maybe yes. She maybe has no. a great record and she has so many followers from Japan. She has so 59 fights. Yeah. She has 59 fights. Over 10 titles, I think, right? She have 
Yeah, yeah, 12 titles. 12 yeah. titles. 12 titles already. 12 titles and so many followers from Japan. So I don't know what they're doing. But uh, anyway, let's hope she can get something soon. I mean, after this China fight as well, that'll give her more exposure in the, well, in Asia. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially, it, though. especially like she's, she will fight at a heavier weight. Yeah. So that means they will see if she really can handle it or not. Yeah. All right, cool. And then, so... You just went to one championship in Singapore because you were cornering Joe Natterwood. Um, how was that experience? You said the crowd was pretty wild. It oh, was full. Singapore, they they like fighting. Eh? Singapore crowd is very different than Thailand. Like they're really into it. They are buying tickets. They. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, they buy tickets. You have to say the truth. Thai people don't buy tickets, right? To go fight is not the culture because yeah. they, they don't like the fight, the fight, combat sports. For them, Muay Thai uh, is everywhere, every day. Yeah, it's, anytime. They don't like it. They, they like to go to shows like uh, Super Champ or before. K-pop. Was, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't like to pay. To see fighting. Yeah. Singapore, number one, they're very respectful and they really like enthusiastic enthusiast about the, the sport and they stay uh, very polite. Hmm. You know, it's not like the crowd, the rough out, whoa, kill him. No. In America or yeah. England. Yeah, voila. Yeah, kill him, break his leg. <laughs> no, Singapore, they are very, very good and it's full, packed, nice. sold out. So, yeah, so this was a good experience for me to see and for one championship they treat fighter very 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 well very very yeah very joe well. was saying like whenever you need anything someone's on call very well yeah. i was really really surprised because i never see i see many promotions i've been to many promotions but one championship they treat fighter very well like when they go there they give them uh, uh, some first allowance for it they have a, a sim card a mobile phone like if you need something you can contact them anytime mm-hmm. and they on time on everything if they say you have to go this place doctor blah, 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 at that time ta, 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 it's like a machine it's really like a I machine mean, they, ha- they have professional team for each different yeah. thing going on so they have the people for that the human Resources. Yeah, like they're really well briefed. They really uh, know what they're doing. Okay. And the last thing I want to ask you is, what are your future goals in life and in the fight scene? Are you, if you're still figuring that out, let us, like, what, what, what do you plan to do? Uh, I'm going to come back to fight again. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> what division? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to come back to fight, so watch out. How many uh, kilos you have to In the super-duper heavy, <laughs> majestic weight? No. Uh, now, I think, now I really know. I was not confused, but with everything that I did, it will be into Muay Thai or combat sports, not in my education. Yeah. So, I think that's really where your heart so is. So I think, yeah, it's where my heart is. So, I mean, it's what I would do the, the better. So I would think maybe, I don't know, opening a gym or into promotion or well, still into co- teaching anyway, so I still could be able to coach. But I still try to maybe like grow some fighters, but I don't know. 
let's stay inside the, I, the mix. I, I, see, I see that you're so into um, coaching fighters and yes growing the fighters as well so I think that's a good calling for you anything that's involving the industry so yeah anyway whatever you figure out I wish you the best of luck and I I really thank you for coming on this episode all right thank you for having me yeah and good luck cool. um, with Tiger <laughs> in China yes all right, all right thank, thank you. you very much bye-bye